0: Only from Rustolium.
1: Uh! Give it to me! It Hello, to me. everyone. I am Molly Wood.
0: And I'm Tom Merritt.
1: And welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you. It is the week of Monday, October 7th. In our infinite wisdom and genius, we have analyzed wow. the hottest <laughs> trends and happenings and things that are a thing by our surprisingly not yet patented... Scientific method of poking our little mole heads out of our caves and seeing what we see. Thanks for yes. joining us.
0: Infinite is our winz- is our wisdom.
1: So infinite is our wisdom <laughs> that we do the thing knowing.
0: Uh, listen, folks, if you want to hear us pronounce words properly, you got to become a patron. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you just yes.
1: you do. We pronounce so many words yeah. so well in all the bonus content.
0: We're we're perfect up until this point our words were perfect but the free version uh you you, you, you you may or may not get what we pronounce correct we're just you know, yep.
1: what he n- said just there's now no,
0: there's no service level agreement
1: <laughs> yeah no uh-uh uh,
0: but we do have great things i'm very excited about my things i want to start with sad fishing oh uh- <laughs> Oh, not, this is not when you go fishing and you don't catch anything.
1: Is that a kind of fish?
0: It's, uh, it's fishing for, for sympathy, basically.
1: Oh, I feel like I should have figured that out.
0: Now this ties into conversations we've had previously about, uh, people sort of, you know, like saying they have anxiety you know that kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. That that's kind of a subsection, or maybe a crossover with sad fishing. And there's some debate about whether sad fishing is an appropriate thing because you're shaming someone for saying that something is 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 not great. Uh, I heard about this on the text message podcast last week with Nate Langson, uh, and one of the examples of someone who's accused of sad fishing is Justin Bieber.
1: Oh God. <laughs> like with his entire life like well, his just his being and his general pathos is a constant a, a, state of sad fishing
0: exactly and the oh. I, and and then the the debate that they had was well okay but if you're Justin Bieber you know we can say oh you're rich you have celebrity why are you complaining but there are challenges to to being you know as as weird as it is to sound like maybe he is legitimately sad and then so take Bieber out of it because that kind of fogs the issue you know sad fishing is becoming a thing that you accuse people oh you're just sad fishing but then sometimes that could be a bullying use so it's it's absolutely it's a very complex situation
1: god and it feels like the absolutely unavoidable outcome of our increasingly anxiety-based sort of cultural norms right Mm. like It feels like sad fishing is the thing that had to result from the thing where everyone is constantly talking about their depression and their anxiety. And actually, it's like almost a weird spillover of just like teenagerism. Because isn't that what you do when you're a teenager? Like, you you know, you... You get all sad and mopey, and you go off in the corner, and you are nobody just hoping, understands
0: me. Let me tell really everyone want, around me that no one understands me. Yeah,
1: I'm so different that no one understands me. Or you're hoping that they will come over to the corner and find you because you've made such a big performance right. out of.
0: And then going attempt to, the to make you feel better, which you can reject to right. show just how messed up you are until they oh, yeah. finally overcome your defenses.
1: So it's very have we? Reached the point where this is basically American culture now is just like one giant teenager.
0: I wonder. I I wonder how much of it is of its time, like you're saying, because certainly, certainly it is, and how much of it is just the cycle of the you know like pity party is not new, right? Deb- Debbie totally. Downer is not new. Is this just the next? Version of that, right? right? Where like people were doing the pity party thing, and then people came up with a name called pity party to identify the people when they were oh crossing the line. Is is the sad fishing labeled that? Is it's right. like okay, we've 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 had enough. It's time to time to draw a line.
1: But it do- it is like sad fishing. I will say is documented. And the BBC has a whole piece about it. How sad fishing is a growing online trend where people this is this is completely the inevitable end of anxiety culture. Make quote exaggerated claims about their emotional problems to right? generate
0: sympathy. It's the Instagram of emotions, right? AKA, Instagram is let me show you how perfect my life is, and then on Twitter I will tell you how awful my life is. Right, exactly. And then you Go and then Facebook. I will
1: get a lot of attention because now if you have to do everything for the likes even your problems it's interestingly seems Ooh. to be one word oh although it? on october 2nd boy george tweeted sad fishing <laughs> capital s capital f <laughs> two words so now you know it's a thing because boy george tweeted.
0: yeah right he totally over the over the t- now i feel like if we missed the boat boy george Dude, already
1: this is how on top of it you are though because the very gen z uh Looking publication dazed on Twitter, where pop culture meets the underground, three hours ago, three hours ago, posted an article called "What Is Sad Fishing." Ah, very nice. The the neggy cousin of the humble brag, sometimes answered with a "You okay, hun?" Ah, <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Kendall Jenner and Instagram influencers are being blamed for a so-called new phenomenon and trend. Damn Merritt. I'm beginning to think you secretly leave the basement.
0: I might every once in a while, but I got this one from listening to a podcast in my basement. So
1: (laughs) that is so incredible. Like you tweet, you're like, I'm so upset right now. Also, I'm just gonna say, sorry, that again, Hope my child's not listening. But this is what literally every girl he knows does all the time. Yes, but this is that. Teenage- that's not a
0: new thing, is it? I
1: think no. I think that the whole Instagram universe is just the teenagerization of America. Yeah. Well, it, that's all it, this it's is. It's the
0: amplification of teen. You know, if teens are always the most active users of whatever it is they're using, right? They may not be the highest percentage users, but right. when you're a teen, when I was a teen, everything I did, I did a lot. If I watched TV, I watched a lot of TV. If I listened to music, I listened to a lot of music, right? So if right. if teens are even using Instagram in small percentages, they're gonna do it a lot. Wow. And if, is this is this the and then they become sort of the dominant conversation, right? You court that.
1: Yep, it has a name. Sad teens phishing. have always
0: set set the the lingo of of anything too. Right. right. Totally. Right? Like cool words bubble up from the teens into popular culture.
1: Our favorite, they call it how sad fishing became our favorite coping mechanism.
0: It is sort of a, 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 a perfectly predictable e- of evolution of, you know, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post my life online. Right. Oh, everyone is picking at me for my life online. Well, what do you do next? You talk about how sad that makes you. Make,
1: right. P- makes perfect sense. Totally. Well, you know what it used to be? It used to be called, not that long ago, vague booking
0: vague booking do
1: you remember vague booking like when somebody would go on facebook when people still used facebook Uh and they would post like pray for me
0: oh oh, or just like yeah yeah
1: having a really hard time
0: yeah tears
1: and they were right just tears and then yeah. there would be this outpouring in the comments of just like, oh God, "Are you okay? What's wrong? You need you okay? Yeah, I love you. Thinking of you." And then, then the the comments would the replies would make you think that everybody else knew what was going on, but you didn't. But in it, fact, it was all mm-hmm. just vague booking, and everybody was like, "I don't really know what to say here."
0: And uh, all yeah. of this, all of this is people hit looking for dopamine hits, right? Yes. If I want likes on my Instagram, it's because I want that dopamine hit, and and so sad fishing is just another way of triggering that. Yeah. I mean, having
1: been a teenage girl, I can say this is all so familiar. Yeah. (laughs) So familiar. Okay. uh, In news totally unrelated to teenage girls, but yet still related to my constant search for not only a teardrop trailer, but the right vehicle to pull it. I couldn't help but notice that a new it car has crept onto the scene. And now Uh that I've said this, you're going to see it everywhere. Okay. Okay. It's the Subaru Cross Trek. It says on the back, Subaru XV, I think. And it is most commonly seen in this really pretty striking and kind of cool looking color called khaki gray. That is this, this sort of, you know, greenish gray, like the name suggests, but almost matte. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about matte being a style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But this, this khaki gray isn't all the way to matte, but it looks a little bit matte. Cool gray khaki, and it's just this. It's like it's like the baby Subaru, and it's totally egg shaped, and it's everywhere.
0: So this is mostly about the color of this. It's model. mostly about the color. I think but is the, what makes I'm, it stand out. Because I'm looking out. at the Crosstrek, the 2019 Crosstrek, and the style doesn't look that different than what you might expect a Crosstrek to look like. To right, me.
1: you wouldn't even notice yeah, it really yeah. if it weren't always in this cool gray khaki. gray
0: khaki that makes it set out.
1: It just really does. And now, and everybody's getting it. And I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. Like that's, that is roughly all that I have to say about it, except that I've seen it everywhere. It's like the new Volkswagen golf or like whatever the car is. That's as common as a penny. The 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 silver Jeep. The silver Jeep. That was our,
0: that was our big thing. And, uh, in, uh, in uh, Hawaii in January, suddenly we just saw silver Jeeps everywhere. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And now I'm seeing the Crosstrek everywhere. And I assume that it's because it's sort of like the Silver Jeep, but it gets you know, thirty miles to the gallon, thirty three miles to the gallon instead of like eleven.
0: <laughs> okay, so this is the test feedback, at it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, me, yeah, we we want to crowd Bader Meinhof test this. <laughs> <laughs> what he said. Now that you've learned about the cool gray khaki Subaru Crosstech Crosstrek. Cross-struck. Are, are you going to be Bader Meinhoft, which is when you learn a new thing and suddenly see it everywhere?
1: Yeah. So tell me if it's just like Oakland or mm-hmm. San Francisco or the Bay mm-hmm. Area. Because maybe it is, you know. But what's surprising is that Oakland and the Bay Area is like home of the BMW 3 series or the Audi, you know, A6. Like just a just the random, like It's a very luxury sedan kind of place. And all of a sudden it's like, there's this been invasion. In fact, Coyote Brown in our Discord says, is that a running shoe or a car? (laughs) Which is in fact kind of the look. Of it, and it's. It, I'm not saying the Bay Area is not a sporty place, but this is such a sporty vehicle that I've been very surprised
0: mm-hmm. to
1: see it crop up like that. Now, at Porter, also makes a good point in the Discord, which is like, "Oh yeah, the Berkeley crowd has never been into <laughs> their Subarus."
0: <laughs> All right, fair enough.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, fair. They have a lot of Subarus, but I almost feel like this is the new Prius. Even
0: aha, uh-huh. aha. Uh-huh. It's
1: like everybody replaced their Prius with this Subaru, which does the Subaru come in, in a cross track
0: and gray khaki. You know, with the kids now, the Prius just isn't as. As practical as it used to be,
1: maybe. Let's get and a it Subaru does,
0: Crosstrek in gray khaki.
1: It come the the gray khaki also seems to be the signature color of the unbelievably overpriced hybrid model. I can't believe we're still doing
0: hybrids anymore, but whatever.
1: Anyway, it's everywhere. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got on that. Cross Track
0: and gray khaki. I will keep my eyes open. At Porter is confirming that yes, in the East Bay, they are definitely a thing. So they're all over. Yeah. it's
1: crazy. So yes, tell me. Tell me if you've been Bader Huffed. Yes or no?
0: Now, previously, we don't have to spell that. Pre- previously on the show, I have mentioned the uh, K beauty trends. Mm-hmm. I think face masks were one of my things way back in the day. Yeah. Um, there's Mine were
1: a, drugstore sheet masks. Yeah. There's
0: a uh, there's a backlash. <gasps> Already. Corset Free Movement. Okay. <laughs> okay. Which is a little bit of an overdramatic name for challenging the Korean beauty ideals. Uh they call themselves Ooh. the Escape the Corset movement or the corset free movement. Uh, they go, some people who are part of this movement, go on to, uh, video like YouTube and, uh, shave off their hair, uh, go without makeup, post the results on social media, maybe on Instagram as sort of a, like, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm get, overturning the beauty ideals.
1: Huh. And it's specifically Korean.
0: It's, it's getting its momentum right. in Korea. I think, I think it's, it's branched out from there now, but that's definitely where it, uh, where it started.
1: Because certainly we have the the like no makeup thing, hashtag no makeup, and there is you know I think if you even maybe or one of us mentioned this on it's a thing that there's this movement toward more authentic images.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I
1: guess it makes sense, but it's fascinating that they call it the corset. South Korea, <laughs> South Korea, uh, like that's intense.
0: News presenter Hyunju Yim of M B M B C made a bold decision when she decided to wear her glasses on air after years of struggling with contact lenses. Uh, BBC quotes her as, I ask myself, is it really wrong to wear glasses? Surely it's a lighting problem. Then male anchors shouldn't wear glasses as well. But they do it without thinking. So why haven't female anchors worn glasses?
1: Wow. I mean, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We should say that gender norms are alive and strong in South Korea. So that's probably a big part of this. But that is really interesting. Yeah. So it's "Eh, got it.
0: And the BBC article makes it clear that it's not just about anti-makeup. It's it's about, you know, freedom of expression and and like you say, gender role issues and and things like that.
1: Quote, it is about women in this deeply conservative country finding the freedom to express themselves. Escape the corset. And not surprisingly, there's a backlash against that, too. (laughs) Yeah. Of course.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, but still, I've already started the backlash against the backlash.
1: Escape Uh, that corset, ladies! Yeah, the corset corset corset. movement,
0: the escape the corset movement. Uh, I'm calling it now. This will not end the Korean beauty industry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. Also, but but you know, I think it's a good balancing uh, effect.
1: Ironically, interesting that you should bring that up because. There is a craze, which I cannot even be bothered to mention because it's so horrific or couldn't have been bothered until now, which is basically the Kardashians bringing back freaking corsets.
0: Oh, gosh. Yeah.
1: Literal waist training corsets.
0: Well, maybe you can get the uh, escape the corset movement uh, <laughs> to just to head that one off right at the pass.
1: Yeah. I just really wish that women, yeah, can America, like, please can not? just
0: marshal that right in front and be like, wait, before you get started, no.
1: Yeah, it would be amazing if we could just, like, ixnay on... It would be great if we could just kill everything about the Kardashian situation, but certainly the thing where now women are like, we're going to bring back the corset, as, in theory... Like, I think it started as a fitness thing, but then she wore one to the Met Gala. I cannot even.
0: I cannot even. I mean, you should have the right to wear a corset if you want to. Don't get me wrong. But no, it should not become a trend <laughs> that everybody <laughs> feels pressure that they have to do to keep up with the Kardashians.
1: That's why the Kardashians are not allowed to wear whatever they want to wear, because if they wear a damn corset, then That's everybody's going to think one, they though,
0: Right. Like, it, they have a responsibility, uh, you know, as public figures. It's true. Mm hmm.
1: Oh, God, barf. Okay, let's move on. Uh, my next thing, this is funny, too, because... Said that
0: all with a straight face, too.
1: <laughs> did you? I, can't, I cannot confirm or deny
0: that, but I hope you really did, because that's I amazing. was kind of proud of myself, but carry on.
1: And even though I want that not to be true, it's still kind of true. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's kind that's of the true. the worst
0: part. Maybe that's how I was able to keep the the face straight. It's like, part of this is just not satire. It's
1: just like a little bit of it was true. Okay. Those who used to listen to Buzz Out Loud will remember a time, once upon a time, when... Long, long ago, I was on the quest for the perfect coffee mug mm. that would the, – the perfect travel coffee mug that would not leak if it, like, fell over in my purse. I was mm-hmm. like, I just want a good insulated coffee mug that I can – anyway, I hilariously, I had this exact conversation on the way back from the backpacking trip with my friend. <laughs> she was like, yeah, I'm just looking for the perfect coffee mug that I can throw in my purse to take my coffee to work and it won't, like, leak all over my bag. And I was like, that is hilarious. But also – we're not doing that anymore because the new thing mm. is the small travel mug and specifically the eight to ten ounce oval shaped coffee mug with the little plastic lid and sippy uh, bowl on top that was originally popularized by Yeti and is actually primarily sold as a wine tumbler. Portable what? wine tumbler.
0: <laughs> yep. You threw me with that last one. Okay, it's a wine tumbler.
1: Great. And it started as just, it was basically like a camping wine right. tumbler, and then an they,
0: outdoors one. People threw and then, the lid on top and was like, hey, this works for coffee, too.
1: Totally. Target did a knockoff. Mm-hmm. In fact, my sister-in-law bought me the Target knockoff, knockoff, which I take camping because it's great. And all of this led me to realize that like that one is a thing, the little portable wine tumbler and, and insulated one. But it led I think it's led to this like outburst of people wanting small travel mugs. Because the big travel mug is just too big.
0: Do, okay, Yeti makes the the that wine tumbler you're talking about. Do they also make the coffee ones?
1: Yeah, they make tons. Yeti has tons.
0: Okay. I asked because uh my brother's birthday is coming up in like two weeks, and Amazon because They know everything about all of our lives now uh, Mm -hmm. and are listening to this conversation right now. Yes. Hello. uh, Sent me a note saying, hey, it's your brother's birthday. Check out these gift ideas. I thought it was going to take me to his wish list.
1: No, Mm -hmm. it took me
0: to a list of things. Amazon thinks my brother would like one of which was one of these Yeti mugs. Really? That's because everyone has them. That was today. (gasps) Because I thought, well, that's That's just validation. I didn't know he was into these Yeti mugs he wasn't or is he i don't know amazon thinks he is yeah i went to his wish list and bought him something he had said he wanted just because i'm old-fashioned but i when i saw Yeti, you put this yeti thing in here i was like oh my god i just saw that today
1: yep and you should have gotten it for him because it's a freaking thing and he'd be like oh my god i see this everywhere he wouldn't have said it just like that but he might have oh my god i see these everywhere and i've totally wanted one i mean i
0: don't know he lives in rural wisconsin
1: and now they have, I don't care, dude. Well, cause the knockoff one is at Target. Yeah, all right. And it's like 12 or $15 or something. And then they have, and actually App Porter beat me to it, they have customizable ones. And the reason that I realized, I noticed that almost everybody I know has the little travel tumbler, wine tumbler with the plastic lid. And most of us got it at Target. Mm-hmm. And then my friend was drinking out of her elementary school branded one. Oh, that wow. was their that was their gift this year to the people who donated the full amount to the school. Oh, how
0: great is that?
1: It's so super and it's right on trend. And it was such a good idea. And it was so cute. The little like who elementary school thought of
0: this. It's so good.
1: Somebody really, really on it because these things are a
0: thing. <laughs> I'm just hearing I'm hearing the compliments. What in. a
1: oh oh they absolutely were I mean yeah. and she we she and I had basically that exact conversation it was mm-hmm. like God I'm so glad they're not doing t-shirts anymore that's so smart I mean I really Who like the beanie year. t-shirt
0: yeah. but
1: oh my gosh like the travel tumbler is so smart a great
0: idea you know swag is definitely a, a trend uh, signal right yeah like
1: exa- yes that's what I thought too yeah
0: yeah I was like oh sure
1: if it is now a custom branded giveaway yep.
0: this is
1: a bonafide thing and I have to say. Aside from one tiny problem, which is that none of these fit in a cup holder at all. Mm. They are delightful. They are the perfect size mug for either rose at a picnic mm. or hot chocolate or uh or coffee. Like it was like twenty seven degrees in the on the backpacking trip overnight. And then we made our little coffee and our little yeti and they stay hot because it's just a small cup. I don't know, it's perfect. Or that you know, reminds yeti me. knockoff. Yeah.
0: I uh, I need to slip in a little uh update update uh, had the orange wine this weekend
1: oh yes what is the report
0: i had a maloof pinot Gris from willamette oregon
1: and did they call it orange wine or did they call it oh, yes. skin, skin no, the contact men, the
0: menu had sparkling white rosé red chilled red or orange oh my god you go the hippest places it was a big big uh, sans serif type orange they Had three varieties
1: that is amazing that's yeah. hilarious uh, it
0: was in fact orange, yeah, kind of okay. orangey orangey red uh, if you had just put it there and never told me orange wine existed, I probably would have called it a rose,, mm. but knowing orange wine, I was like, yeah, it's got an orange cast to it i i I see it it was fine, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> like we all sort of agreed. Uh, at the table, cause I was the one who's like, oh my God, we have to order orange wine. Is that okay? You get orange wine. And they're like, what's orange wine? I'm like, oh, that's totally <laughs> a thing. Uh, it was good, yeah, but it did not like knock my socks off. I didn't go like, wow, this is amazing. It was like, yeah, it's got a little more flavor than a white, like a Chablis or a Chardonnay, maybe even, uh, it was a, kind of like a rosé I couldn't put my finger on what was different about it and um it was orange. Definitely was okay.
1: orange. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's so not, I not gotta bad.
0: Say, it was just different.
1: But I, I thought that the orange wine in Minneapolis was also fine. It's somewhat unremarkable. Yeah. Which is fine. Unremarkable I guess.
0: is definitely the word. Like yeah. I I have very few remarks about it.
1: <laughs> but maybe in fact I have exhausted all of my remarks yeah. as of now. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah all right okay i will say though you are you continue to go to way cooler restaurants than me because i have yet to go to a restaurant that actually has an orange wine section since that one yeah so maybe this was I'm gonna a start, start uh, uh, an
0: upscale jewish deli reimagining Lovely. <laughs> <called laughs> friedman's
1: with an orange wine section. with an orange
0: wine yeah
1: uh amazing mm-hmm. um I think that we have done an outstanding job of asking you to email us because by god friends you have <laughs> you uh, have you have we,
0: emailed us. We you have, we will uh th- I think from this point need to uh you know pass this along down the chain. We will not be reading every email on the show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we want to, but we it's w- that, yeah, it's not for lack of have desire. To- Yeah, exactly. It's like the voice has to hold out. So let's dive right into the feedback. Thank you to all of us. All of you who have I I went off the grid for two days. And when I came back, I was sincerely like shocked and amazed and excited. I was like, look at all these emails. Yeah, this is Uh, amazing. And thanks to Rich for gathering them all and putting them in here. Joe writes on the importance of tweens and teens. Just a quick note to bring up the importance of teens and tweens for thingness. My 12 year old was shocked that I knew what Visco girls were a few weeks ago. And I think this show gives us all a hand up in seeming less out of touch than we really are to the youths. Also, like Molly has shown many times, they are a great forward indicator on thingness. So with that, with that in mind, keep your eye out for I'm a Visco girl clips to start popping up. As my son told me, the kids in school are singing it just like that meme song about Barbie. <laughs> I'm a
0: Visco girl. I'm a Visco girl, a VSCO girl
1: <laughs> in a Visco world.
0: <laughs> I've got my scrunchie.
1: And although he wouldn't come down here and record it, he did want us to know that star stickers are a thing, star like digital stars. star stickers, like gold star for you. Okay.
0: All right.
1: But they have, but then they have a little message on them. Like, go F yourself.
0: Uh, more visco from this next email here. I know you read a similar email already, but I have to say I kind of freaked out a group of teenage girls at a haunt, think like haunted maze, but a whole park that I work at. They asked me to take a photo with my character. He's dressed as a clown. And after making them sing a little bit for a photo, a thing I do for fun as I get asked to, to get a lot of pictures, I asked if they were posting it on the gram or snap. And I commented <laughs> that I am not like one of those visco girls. I don't even have a hydro flask. The look <laughs> on their face was almost better than any of the scares I got the rest of that night.
1: Oh, that is hilarious. Uh, Shannon K., our thing guru out in the world, our thing scout, says, I was starting up an email about arugula when you asked if I was eating (laughs) arugula (laughs) salads. Arugula is the best. (laughs) It has a great flavor and goes with everything. It's good, fresh and wilted. Like when you put on something, hot. I would like you all to know I've had arugula in my eggs for like the last two days uh although i did find out that arugula is one of those foods this i'm not reading from shannon's email i actually found this out that apparently it's one of those foods that uh your dna determines whether you like it like cilantro Uh, i mean actually i was gonna say that's like people who taste
0: arugula and don't like it
1: yes and my ex-husband is one of them and then my son is claiming to be one of them even though he straight up ate the arugula salad the other day and apparently didn't even notice just saying uh, anyway, Shannon says, I often put handfuls of arugula on a sandwich. Same. Or make a salad with it. Same. My favorite Blaze pizza is topped with arugula. Same.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and she says, I, too, am tired of kale being in everything. Uh, she notes that cauliflower is another vegetable thing that you may have discussed previously, which is true. I think we definitely did. And then uh, the she says the apple cider Mrs. Meyer sent is already out. I have to go get some before it's sold out. And on the topic of pumpkin spice, everything, right, Shannon? I've definitely seen some apple cider flavored items taking up some of pumpkin's space Ah, in the seasonal aisle. And also, ooh, ooh, this is a thing scout thing. Maple, she says, ah, is another flavor I'm seeing featured in several fall items at Trader Joe's. Maple kettle corn, maple butter, Mm. and maple coffee.
0: Maple and apple cider moving in on pumpkin spice territory. Who will win?
1: You heard it here first.
0: Uh, more Arugula from Allah, who says, Hello, hello, long-time listener, BOL and Gadgets, second- Ooh. or third-time emailer. Anytime you mention an herb or a plant, I have to get the Arabic translation. And for Arugula, I was surprised it was jargir. Two things to note. Arugula has been a thing with Arabs for years, if not centuries. we put it on almost every type of salad, especially the Middle Eastern favorite, fatouche. And two, I don't know if it's considered an old maid's tale or just something passed down over the centuries of mothers and grandmothers or just the arugula industry trying to up their sales, tinfoil hat activated. But we have an Arab saying that loosely translates as follows. If women knew the benefits of arugula, they would have planted it under their beds. Oh, my! they are basically hinting towards arugula being an aphrodisiac. Love the show. Dude, this
1: is officially the greatest show I've ever been a part of. That is amazing. It's so good. Wow. Shannon, let's talk. Chris writes in about slaps. He says, I've heard people say that something slaps for a while now. Mm. When I first started hearing the term, it was applied to music. Generally, very bassy music. He said, I'm not 100% positive, but I've always assumed the term referred to the slapping sound an overworked speaker Mm. makes because of the quick, heavy bass hit. Kind of like saying, this music is so good, it'll break your speakers. It'll
0: make your speakers slap. That
1: makes <laughs> it'll sense. It'll make your speakers slap. And he, he sent us a YouTube video that yeah. displays speaker slap.
0: Amazing! Uh, and then we will finish with a uh, selection of Fordo. <laughs> Yay! Fordo <laughs> uh, loves commercials to give her a break from impeachment coverage. She says, Oh, guys, I'm laughing out loud and also feeling so seen. I too am loving commercials these days, Molly, only because I'm <laughs> watching five to six hours of news every night on weekends when there mostly is no real news, but I can't stop because I'm obsessed and feeling genuine hope. So I really need these commercial breaks, even though I sometimes oh only use the breaks to read other impeachment related stuff on Twitter and in a private <laughs> Facebook group. I belong to, Thank God for commercial breaks these days. I've never been happier to watch dogs choose Alpo over the secret leading brand or to watch people get tough grass stains out of their kids' clothes.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Amazing. Fordo also writes in on weekday wedding. It's like Fordo has her own wine section, much like orange wine. Uh, On weekday wedding, she says, in 1997, I was tending bar in D.C. while looking for a management job. I was asked by Reuters on a Monday to come in the next day for interviews in New York City, and I didn't feel that I could say no. I was scheduled to tend the bar the next day. And I had to come up with a good excuse why I couldn't be there. So I said, friends told me at the last minute that they were getting married in New York City the next day and I needed to be there. A wedding on a Tuesday? It was such a ridiculous excuse that I figured they'd believe it because who the heck gets married on a Tuesday afternoon? Cut to Wednesday night when I'm back in D.C. to work my evening bar shift and all of the servers, the manager and fellow bar trolls are all over me like a hobo on a ham sandwich. (laughs) I don't think we're supposed to say that anymore. Because she said... They thought I was at David Duchovny and Taya Leone's secret wedding in New York City, which had apparently been all over entertainment news in the previous twenty-four hours, and it was a Tuesday wedding. So I let them think that because two weekday weddings in New York City happened. <laughs> <laughs> she oh oh she let them think that she was at that wedding because she was like there's no way they because they believe won't that there, there
0: were two weekday weddings yeah. yeah no way
1: amazing here she says here's here's a toast of orange wine
0: to weekday weddings <laughs> to weekday weddings. <laughs> <laughs> ching, ching. <laughs> i love that she's <laughs> like she basically never disabused them of that notion
1: i know exactly like those yes, people that's the
0: still one. think she went to david dukovny and taylor leone's wedding they do day. until today yeah in case Hopefully they're, they're listening. not listening right nope now.
1: your dog is not listening right now no, Tell you what.
0: my dog is giving shout outs right now to mike akins and louis saint amour smooth uh-huh Aww, no, i should get like, ready to give i know she stopped yep. shouting because she's like oh finally you acknowledge them good job
1: you're so right. Thank you, Mike Aikens and Louis Saynamore for supporting us, uh, and all to all of our patrons, because seriously, it is the greatest thing. It's the greatest gift you can give us so that we can give this gift back to you. And by this gift, I mean this crazy show <laughs> where we just drink wine and talk about wine.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and, and then more wine and you know, how tending bars led to you secretly being thought to attend a Duchovny wedding. Uh, thank you for listening. And if you'd like a shout out, you can get one by becoming a Patreon member at the shout out level. Uh, there's other levels there too, which get you bonus material. Like we talked about earlier, all kinds of stuff at patreoncom slash it's a thing.
1: Yes. And keep those emails coming. feedback at it's a thing dot me. I do not think it is an exaggeration to say that the greatest thing that I have learned this month and last, frankly, is that arugula is secretly an Arabic <laughs> aphrodisiac. Where else are you going to hear that?
0: Yeah, we bring you the news no one else will dare to uh, That's right. or something. We'll talk to you next time.
1: See you next week. How, 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 How old
0: up?